Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 1.01 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, August 17, 2021. And because it's a Tuesday, it is a Trivia Tuesday. Today's subject is going to be the Falmouth Road Race, where I just came back from. They also gave me this really nice mug. Pretty cool. It's got a lighthouse on the back of it in like glossy black. So that is pretty cool. Ah, nice and... That's a good mug. I only have water in there today. Hold on, guys. Something doesn't sound right in this microphone. I'm not sure what's going on. It's not getting great audio. Do you guys? I mean, are you guys hearing me? Okay. I don't. I don't feel like it's right today. The audio just doesn't feel right. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. All right. Um, we're gonna. We're just gonna forge ahead. I don't know. All this equipment traveled across the country today. So not today, but yesterday. So. We'll see what's um, what's going on with it. It feels like something's like fuzzy about this setup today. I don't think the microphone's damaged. All right, something's up. I need to upgrade some equipment anyway. That's one of the big things that I realized from over the weekend. All right, and sorry I'm running late and didn't get all this taken care of ahead of time. I totally should have, but um, yeah, it's all fuzzy. I think I broke something. All right, let's just go on ahead. Let's see. We'll see what the best what we could do. All right. Before we get further, though, let's say hi to everyone listening in on the uh, podcast, on the audio only. Hopefully, you guys are having a good run out there today. It's been beautiful weather here. It was beautiful weather in Boston when I left. Uh, so hopefully it's, hopefully, it's nice running weather for you. And everyone watching this on YouTube later after the fact, hopefully you're having a good day today. Hopefully you are at a place where you're having a nice recovery beverage. I like I said, I just have some water in my mug for today. All right. Let's see. Um, let's see who we have here. Jacob was here first. What's going on, Jacob? That's a good dog picture. And Stevie seventy six says you should do a COVID over the counter rapid test mukbang and then have the results before the end of the live stream. Oh, there we go. All right, I'm hearing things now. Now things sound fine. I think it was just my headphones that were the problem. Okay, hopefully that fixed it. Sorry, guys. Um, quick update on that regard. I did go and get like I did, went up to like a one of those testing centers today. I got a rapid test and a PCR test. The rapid test already came back negative, so that's good. And then um, the PCR test should take a couple of days. So I did feel comfortable enough with that information. I did go for a swim right before the podcast today. So that's where we're at. Um, Garrett Meek says, hey there all, hope everyone is doing well. He says, question, how often do you come across a shoe that makes you wish you didn't have to move on to other ones for the sake of the channel and can run it for much more than 100 miles? I'd say maybe like five or six times a year. Um, I mean, the, the super shoes, a lot of super shoes are, are really good. And so I don't have too much of a problem, like wanting to run more in them. It's just, you know, you save them for workouts and races and you only do so many of those. So I don't usually get to a hundred miles in those shoes. And by the time I do, it's usually time for the next one to come out. So I'm not usually like, Oh, I need to hold on to this one. But like, there's a handful of shoes every year where I'm just like, this is a really good one. And, um, I get to the hundred mile mark quickly and then I'm like, Oh, I should have just kept it so i can keep comparing it to other shoes so sometimes i have regrets about stuff like that but um you know there's there's just so many other shoes it's a good time to you know be a runner um but yeah maybe maybe a handful of times a year i'm getting all sorts of weird buzzing and noises going on sorry guys just i think all the equipment got all jostled and stuff so i don't know all right kyle says yo what's going on back from vacation austin texas is a beautiful city albeit really hot yeah. <laughs> well, good to have you back. Vincent says, happy taco day, you guys. 
Nice. And he says, Co, I found the Peg Turbo 2s on eBay. I know you love them. But how many miles can I get out of them? Also, they're asking it was 140 with no box. What's a good price? I don't know what they went for originally. They started out at 180. So 140 with no box is, uh, if they're if they're new, and you can tell if they're new because those shoes crinkled up pretty easily. That's the thing about Zumax. It gets wrinkly and a lot of people don't like that. So maybe that person might have worn it around because a lot of people like to wear them casually too. So like that, I mean, 140 seems like a lot, but if they're in really, really good shape, they look nice, then uh, maybe... But I don't know. I just feel like when you're not buying it from a store, that just invites a lot of, you know, uh, is this a knockoff shoe? I'm not sure. So that's where I get a little bit nervous about it. All right. Um, yeah, Daniel says, tragic news for the running community continues. Gabe Grunewald's sister, Abby, was killed by an apparent drunk driver. That, it's just an un unbelievable story because it's like how much grief can, like, their parents. I, just, I think about that, you know, as someone... I mean, I'm not trying to make it about me, but like, I'm trying to like, just, I can't imagine like both your daughter, losing both of your daughters in such a short amount of time, like a, a, an adult, a parent losing their adult child, any adult child is hard, but losing two is just, uh, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. It's just it, like, it's, there's no mercy sometimes out there. All right, Leona says, hi, co-fam. Welcome back, Mike, from a very exciting weekend. Can't hand to wait to hear more about it. Yeah, it was a, a lot of fun out there, and that's why I wanted to make it uh, today's Trivia Tuesday about about the Falmouth Road Race um, because uh, I just had a lot of fun out there, and I want to keep talking about it a little bit. And, um, you know, I have a, you know, in, in just in YouTube space, you have a tendency to, like, have something happens and you just move on real quick. But, you know, I feel like, there's probably some stories that I would forget to tell otherwise. So I thought maybe, you know, this would kind of jog my memory in terms of other things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And next year is the 50th running of the Falmouth Road Race. So I don't know. We'll see if they invite me back. I think it's going to be a good one. I don't know if I'll get invited back um, or if they would want to try, like, try to do something else, you know, and bring some new people kind of thing. I could totally understand. I wouldn't take it personally if I didn't get the re-invite. But um it was cool because this was their first year as the title sponsor for asics so like you know i think that they i think they wanted to make a big kind of push for their first year as kind of taking over as a sponsor and then who knows what they'll do in following years but it was good i mean yeah it was just really a lot of fun Giannis here says hi everyone about to get start getting ready for a run <laughs> don't really want to still incredibly tired from a 420 kilometer on a bike over the weekend that's a lot of kilometers it's a good challenge, but can't seem to get my energy back. I would say, you know, I wouldn't be hard on yourself about that. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, Mandy Pariella Blanc says, hello from Louisiana. How's it going, Mandy? Mandy's got her, is that, that looks like a Chicago marathon bib in her photo right there. So looking good, looking good. Um, some news in that area. So in today's video, I talked about how the New Jersey marathon got canceled. And I don't even think even postponed. I think they just canceled it. Um, and then uh, Chicago Marathon announced that participants had to be either fully vaccinated or have a negative COVID test within 72 hours, um, which I think is consistent with like USATF rules. Uh, so for USATF events, I think that's um, what what the rules had to be. But when I went to the USATF Masters Championship, even spectators had to abide by those policies as well. As well. 
So they have to either show like proof and you could just have like a picture of your vaccination card, like on your phone. Um, or you had to show proof of a negative COVID test within 72 hours. There was one uh, family of people that I think they came to watch um, one of their relatives and they had come from far away driving and they were like, like it took us more than that amount of time to like do this road trip. I mean, I don't, I think they, you know, they took, made a trip of it, you know? And so, um, so I guess that their test was like too soon. So it was just, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets tough, but um, that I think for me right now is the big news. Also the elite field got announced. Um, so pretty exciting. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting to see uh, a lot of the, well, at least not a lot, not a lot, but some of the athletes that were there in Falmouth this weekend are going to be uh, racing Chicago. So that's pretty cool too. I don't think that I'll be getting close to the elite athletes as they warm up for the Chicago marathon this year. Um, yeah, but that was, that was also really cool. Uh, Jeff Elliott says, hello. Mark says, hello. Stretch, walk, run. And last three times left calf keeps cramping up. Any tips? Thank you. Are you hydrated? I would make sure you're hydrated for me. Cramping is about hydration. That's usually what it is. Um, especially in the calves, that's like a signature thing. Like when I'm not getting enough fluids, like throughout the, not just during the run, but like throughout the day. And it happens a lot to me in the summer. But also happens in the winter too because it's just the air is so dry um that is something that i would think about especially if you're already stretching so it's not like a, a tightness issue it seems all right race Solars is here it says we're off to see the wizard <laughs> the wonderful wizard of shoes awesome that's fun um okay let's see who else we got um JC says hello looks like I'm pretty late for being on time yeah well a lot of people got here early today very cool very cool all right Mark says happy Tuesday folks I'm ready for the fall myth trivia not you know well you know I'm trying to make it I try to make it easy so even if you don't know um, anything about it you can probably guess so that'll be the goal and with that I'm going to scroll down I know if you guys have like um, asked some questions I apologize for that but I'm going to scroll down so I can get um more like in line and in sync with you guys and then also so that way we could start some of the trivia so let's go with the falmouth road race trivia all right so we were just talking about how asics is that was the title sponsor for this year and i think they've got it for another four years I, for, I, for, I forget the details i remember reading it i thought it was a five-year contract for for the title sponsorship um so the the title sponsor for the falmouth road race but who is unofficially the official donut sponsor? I mean, there was like a donut maker there that I don't think they got the title of official donut sponsor. Like, I don't think they paid for that, but they were, they do make donuts and they were a sponsor. So who is unofficially the official donut sponsor of the Falmouth road race? I feel like if you think about it for a second, you guys should be able to guess it. Um, oh yeah, you guys got it right away. See every, everyone uh, right, got it right away, but you know, I feel like Frank came in with like a, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I think it's not going to be the answer, I think. So <laughs> Daniel M said Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's funny. But the correct answer is Dunkin' Donuts. So like there's like, it's, um, you know, what I love about this race is that it's like a, it has a big race energy, but it has like small town race feel. And so like, there's like the, like the title sponsors and then like gold, silver, bronze. So like lots of little tiers and stuff. And uh, what at the bronze level is Dunkin' Donuts. 
<laughs> which I feel like they couldn't they couldn't drop a little bit more. But I don't know. Maybe there aren't a lot of Dunkin' Donuts in that area. I saw some, but not you know not a lot. I mean that's that's kind of that area is where like Dunkin' Donuts is huge. Growing up for me in New Jersey, Dunkin' Donuts was also huge. Um, so like I have an affinity for it, and I know I can get it here in Chicago all the time. You know, I, I probably live within walking distance of like four or five locations, but, um, you know, it's just a little bit different when you're getting it again back closer to home, you know. <laughs> All right. Ed Azwahi says, hey, Kubus, you mentioned that the New Jersey Marathon is canceled. Do you think more will fall? No pun intended. I think that some of the smaller races kind of like the New Jersey Marathon, not to say that it was a small rinky dink race, but like I think some races um, that are not as big as like a world major are are in jeopardy that's kind of like my take on it um i think some of these really big ones you know that like you know are have giant tourism impacts um have lots of sponsor impacts you know more than a new jersey marathon would i think those may find ways of going but you know earlier this year like around march i was like i don't know I give these things like like when the when people started getting vaccines, I was like, I give these fall marathons like a 50-50 shot. Then once vaccines started coming in, I was like, I feel good. And now I'm like, I think I'm back to 50-50. So we'll see. You know. Um, you know, it's a lot of deja vu. It's a lot of deja vu, unfortunately. Um <laughs> Jason Dahl said, The Duncans by me had a sign that said join the run. And I thought it was a donut inspired running group. But alas, it was a job ad. Wouldn't I mean? I don't. Why isn't that a thing? There should be like a donut run club. That should be a thing. Um, and Leona says, "Did you PR on Sunday, Mike?" Well, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I've never run a seven mile race before, so it was like you know, at any as long as I finished, it would have been a PR. So yes, I did technically PR the distance, but my average came in at six fifty per mile. So like that's you know goal like that's you know three hour marathon pace um so like you know i've run faster than that before for six miles for like a 10k and i've run faster than that for a half marathon before but as far as like an official like seven mile run goes it was a pr so i'm gonna i'm gonna take that i'm gonna take that <laughs> uh motivation theory running is here what's going on how are you good to see you again and chris dyke says i'm finally registered for a live race in october and fingers crossed yeah, I hope so. I hope so, Chris. Um, yeah, Jeff Elliott says, it feels like we're going backwards with the pandemic, but I'm just trying to stay positive and be helpful where I can. Yeah, I know the feeling, Jeff. And But Eric says, I would 100% join a donut run club. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I, I feel it. I feel it. That should be more thing. That should be it. Steve, Stefan Wagner, Wagner says, hey, Kofos, did you ever go in spurts adding more weights and strength training? Also had our first child. Appreciate your advice a few months back. Well, congratulations for that. We got to get a, oh man, I'm, I'm unprepared with my sounds today, but we got to definitely get uh, the cowbell for the new child. Stefan, thank, that's, thanks for sharing that information with us. Congratulations. Great news. Um, but I go in spurts, not for any strategic benefit, but because I lose interest in weight training and strength and strength training. So that's why it goes in spurts for me. <sighs> All right. Let's see what else we, let's go, let's get to number two, question number two for today. All right, let's keep going. Um, and this one, like the math on this one kind of uh, is weird to me, but it's not cr critical to the question, but here we go. So. The uh, Falmouth Road Race started in 1973, 
and this year in 2021 was the 49th running. How many people have raced all 49 runnings of the Falmouth Road Race? They talked about it a couple of times, like you would hear it like on the announcing and stuff like that. Uh, and it was just something that people would, it was like a, it was a trivia fact that like lots of people that I met uh, on race day, like, like to throw out. They're like, this race has been going, this is the 49th, the 49th running of this race. And this many people have run it every single time. What's that number? Jeff Allen says, uh, hey, I also started in 1973. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Jeff Elliott says one person. No, that's a good That's a good kind of like base level answer. Daniel M says 69. Kyle Patton says 50. And Garrett Meek says three. That was very close. But the correct answer was two. Frank had the right answer. There's two people. Um, yeah, it was like, some like I talked to Bill. I had a chance to talk to Bill Rogers, um, Boston Billy, um, who was there at the race. I talked to him beforehand, and he, he was one of the people that like dropped that trivia on me. And he goes, "Yeah, there used to be three. Now there's two people that have run it." And I was like, "Oh, I'm guessing he probably knew the all knew the third person too." So I didn't, I didn't really know what to do with that. But I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing." I'm like, are you one of the two? He's like, no, no, no. I missed a year somewhere. I think I don't know if he missed the first. I think he missed the first year. I'm not. I'm not sure. But he missed a year early on. But since then, I think he's been back every single year. Um, all right. Let's see. Yeah, Ray Sellers happy drunk. He says, "Love Bill." Yeah, he was super nice. He was super nice. Great to talk to. It was amazing. Like. There was, I wasn't expecting, I mean, I, I knew that there was an elite field because I'd seen the elite field list. And I know that, that the race has history and some of the next trivia questions will get into it. But like at the starting area, and for some reason they let us all start at the front. I thought it was going to be a problem, but it ended up not being a problem. Um, but like in like, it then like just looking around, you know how like you can't see that far when all the runners start getting in. But in a short distance around me, I was able to see Boston Billy, um, Benoit, Joan Benoit Samuelson was like six people behind me. And on the other side of like the race corral was Frank Shorter. So I was like, wow, there's a lot of people here. This is amazing. I mean, I know there was a lot of people there, but there was like, wow, it's just, it's crazy how like, just like people are making the trip. It's not, not, it's not super easy to get to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, Carrie Smith says, how did you fuel on your ultra? Mike, I, I brought, um, like seven or eight gels and then I filled my, uh, two liter vest with, um, Univet elite drink mix. And that was it. Um, and then I also had a reusable cup that I did refill with some water when I drank all of my two liters. So like, you know, I was out there a lot longer than I thought. And I went through fluids a lot faster than I was expecting today. Uh, on that day so that's just something to keep in mind i wish at one point i would have stopped and eaten some food like there was lots of food at the aid station so i wish i would have like stopped to eat something like a granola bar or something rather than just relying on gels i was in too much of a hurry to not waste time and i was like no that would that would have been good for me to waste time um not waste time but spend more time all right remy's here what's going on remy he says am i just going to this ride trip no you're you're totally eligible because no, nothing's going to be about you know being in boston well it's about it's about falmouth so you're totally welcome all right 
Um, yeah, see what I said? Like, so many stars in the race. Yeah, it was super fun. All right, let's go for one. Well, let's do this one. Um, Wesley Mitchum says, anyone else have a favorite running belt with water bottles? Looking for something besides a backpack to run on shorter runs? Or is a handheld worth a look? I mean, I don't like handhelds because I'm already holding a camera. So it's like, for me, it's uh, too much. But um, I think that handhelds work for most people where a hydration vest would be too much. Um, I use the flip belt. That's probably my favorite one. It's not perfect, but if I don't need enough fluid for a hydration vest, the hydration, the flip belt is what I go with. And there's a separate water bottle that you can buy, like an, a 10 and a half or 11 ounce bottle that goes with it. That's what I would get. Um, but lots of people love the naked belt. That's also a very popular one. Uh, <laughs> Martha says, Kovozi, my Strava followers know I had a bear encounter on my long run Sunday. It was within about 20 feet of me foraging in the bushes right next to the trail. That's crazy. That's unusual, right? Like, I feel like the bears would normally give more leeway to humans. Maybe you were super quiet and snuck up on the bear. I'm glad to hear that you're all right. Um, Crypto Question says, I ran Boston when Joan Bonite set a world record. Of course, she beat me, but I did run a 236. Wow. That's crazy. So fast. So, so fast. All right. Um... Yeah, Ray, Ray says, OMG, I remember seeing Frank Shorter win the Olympic marathon. Was that the one when there was a phony winner at first? Yeah, there was something weird about that race, right? He didn't, like, no one knew if he was first or not, or maybe he knew who he was first. It's like, such a weird story. I feel like Americans meddling in the marathon is, like, a weird situation, right? Because then you had, well, I mean, because we haven't meddled that much in them, but you had, you had Frank Shorter's story. There was a confusion. Because uh, there weren't cameras following people all around, like like there were, and like radios and all that. Well, there were radios, but they didn't use them to like track races. And then Meb's story too. There was like a protester that like shot, like tackled the lead runner late in the race in Athens. So like lots of weird stuff. Um. All right, motivation theory running says, Kapuzi, have you tried? You can. I switched to it over tailwind and other sport drinks, and it was a significant improvement over the normal sugar and caffeine laced stuff. I've tried, I haven't tried their drink. I've tried every you can product except the drink mix. I should probably try the drink mix. I'll give it a try. I do like the, I do like the, um, the gel I like, you know, it does taste, a, I feel like maybe it's just in my mind, but I do feel like I taste like a hint of corn in it. I don't know. Cause I think it's corn starch is like a big part of their formula. It's, I don't know. I think I'm imagining it, but something about it tastes like a little bit off, but um, it is like a nice, easy release, which I like the punch in the face, but I think probably what's better for my performance is that easier. Let's just stay constant, you know? Um, oh, Martha says the phony winner was a Puerto Rican named Rosie Ruiz. Her name is now synonym for cheating. <laughs> she took this away for a part of New York and then Boston. What? That's crazy. That's so weird. So weird. I didn't know that. All right, let's get to question number three for today because we were talk we were already talking about some of these people, so we need to we need to get into it. So I think part of the reason why um, the Falmouth Road Race like has just such history um, is because uh, it came shortly after um, Frank Shorter um, winning the Olympic marathon. Um, 
I think he won in 1972, which is the year before the race started. And then that's when like jogging became popular in like in the U.S. Because all of a sudden I was like, well, look at this guy. Um, but in 1975, so pretty early in this race's history, Frank Shorter, the Olympic champion, raced Boston Marathon champion Bill Rogers, Boston Billy. He won it that earlier that April. Um, they raced each other in 1975. Who won? You got a 50-50 shot here, guys. Mm. Oh, Vincent wants to know how many miles can he get out of the Turbo 2? Um, I would say about... I think it does a pretty good job of being normal, like daily trainer um, durability. I would easily say 300. Um, all right. Martha says Frank. And then Daniel says Frank with the come from behind win. Kyle thinks it was Bill. Sue Ann also thinks it was Bill. Frank thinks it was Ben Affleck. Renner Dre with another vote for Bill. Eric is the pavement one. <laughs> um, the correct answer is Frank Schroeder won by 15 seconds with a kick at the end. So Daniel M had it right. So he came from behind with the win. I think in the rematch the following year, if I'm not mistaken, he also won it again the next year by a little bit larger of a margin. Yeah, and Garrett says the real winner was the people getting to watch. Let me tell you what, that finish line area, it's super fun. So like you're the first 5K or hilly, the second 5K, it gets real flat. And then at the end, in like the last mile, you start coming through town, and it's kind of starts rolling a little bit, but there's two really big hills or relatively big hills in a row. Not from like a trail running perspective, but from a road running perspective, they were hills. Um, but as you cross the top of the second hill, you see this giant flag that's being suspended over air, and below it are all the people, and it's like a roller coaster down into the finish. And it's just... It's that perfect level of downhill where uh, you don't have to slow yourself down, but you're going so fast. And it's just super fun to go down it. And, uh, and then you're coming in the chute and like people are screaming and they're, and like, I think there's, I don't know if the race is a little bit more than seven miles, but there's a, um, a sensor somewhere near towards the finish. But I think that's how they get your bib number and that's how they call out your name so you can hear your name before you cross. So I think that's what it was. And then they call out your name. And I think if also if you put any like fun facts when you registered, they would might maybe read those out. Um, and so like, you know, it's just, it's just super, super, super fun, that finish line. And I can't imagine like, like watching like the finish, especially if it's close at the end, like when people like just sprinting down towards the end, it's gotta be super exciting. Yeah, Jeff, you look like you were flying at the finish. I was moving. I was moving. So like the whole race here, here's the, I was, I didn't, I don't think I'm gonna do like a race recap video, but also I'll, I'll do it kind of like now is, um, so I knew like, I knew the first 5k was going to be rolling. So I wanted to like go out like a little bit easier and I wasn't sure who was going to run with me. Like we've been kind of talking all weekend, like who's going to run what pace. And I thought like, um, maybe I'll run with Thomas. Thomas was thinking, I was thinking I was going to run like seven minute pace because it was going to be hot. Um, and it was going to be rolling and, you know, I just wanted to go out and just make sure I really, really good time. And, um, and I, I didn't want to just go out there and like run, run it by myself. And so like, I thought Thomas was thinking like seven fifteens, maybe seven thirties. And then, um, I probably didn't really mention what he was, was going to do. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'll try to soft by Thomas and then see like kind of how things sh shake out. 
and like I said, we started by the front of the pack because like there was the elites and then there was this other pack, the other space, and then like the seated um, runner. So anyone that like submitted a time. Um, and then after that was like general everyone else. So it wasn't quite like an A, B, C, D, and E. I think it was just kind of like one group of seated runners and then everyone else. And so I was like, we were in front of, like, we were like, I was like watching the start line and we're coming in and out of that house that's like right at the start. Um, and all of a sudden they were like, all right, ASICs people, you got to get into this corral now. And we're like, no, not, not that one. No, that's not the right one because it's in between the elites and before the, the seated people. I'm like, no, this is where you guys go. And I'm like, uh oh. And I'm looking at Thomas. I'm like, look at all these people behind us. They came here ready. And we got, we got to move, we got to move back. We got to find our way into a different corral. And so he was like, no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I was like, no, I I don't think so. I think, I think all these people are going to be like stampeding over us and they're going to be really mad. And I'm like the dude running with a selfie stick. So if anyone gets slowed down by me at all, they're going to be so pissed off. And so, and so, uh, I'm getting really nervous about it. And then, um, after the elite men went off, so elite women went first. It was wheelchair racers, elite women, elite men. After the elite men went off, the space that they had created for us before the seated corral, that rope went down and all those people came up to the front and we also got pushed up toward the front too. And next thing I know, I'm standing right behind Bill Rogers and I'm like, okay, well, no one's gonna get mad at Bill Rogers for running his pace. So I'm just gonna stay there and stay as far to the left as I can so that way everyone else can just kind of go, go ahead of me. And uh, that's kind of, that kind of was the plan. And then I went out and um, I noticed like, oh, there's some people that pass me, but not a, not a ton of people are passing me. So like, I don't know what pace we're going at, but I think it's too fast. And I forgot my foot pod. I left my foot pod in Chicago. So I had like, I had my watch, but like, I don't really trust watch GPS by just the GPS anymore because I'm just so used to the foot pod. And so I was like, I don't know, but it seems a little bit fast and the, you start going uphill. And I'm trying to like look around and I'm seeing uh, Jarrett and Robbie are, are kind of near me. So I'm like, I think that I don't know what they're doing today, but I, I'll see what they're doing. And so I think we started out probably like 7.15, maybe 7.30, but probably closer to 7.15 pace. And then like after a couple of like ups and downs, like I couldn't, I kept looking back and I couldn't see Thomas anymore because I'd moved up to the side and moved up a little bit just to get in, a, in an area of space. So I was a little bit ahead of everybody. And then I was kind of looking back all, like frequently. And then finally it was just like me and Robbie. Jarrett was a little bit further back and I was like, well, maybe we should slow down. Um, but then he kind of like, tail, he, he kind of like petered off. So like, it was like, okay. So it was Robbie and me. And then we we're running and um, Robbie kept wanting to go faster. And I'm like, what are you trying, what, like what, what kind of pace are you trying to run today? He's like, I don't know, but I'm feeling good. So I'm like, I think that like, if you like this, I think we should stay at this for a long time. And so he was like, okay. So I kept like for the first 5k, I kept telling him to slow down. So, um, but he kept like wanting to go. And then at the, uh, maybe at like five miles, no, like four miles in, he was like, all right, I'm feeling good for the last 3k. Cause according to his watch, we had been clicking off 645, um, pace for the last several k's. I don't know how he knew that. That's a weird number to know. But, um, he's like, all right, for the last 3K, I want to do faster than 645 and then squeeze down to 630. I was like, what? Okay, let's do it. So he went So he went for it. But he kept 
trying to go early. And I was like, no, this is not 3K yet. We're at two miles out. This is 3,200K. Wait. And then, and then um, when we, and he was like, for the last mile, I want to do this. And I was like, no, we're 2K out. Slow it down. So he kept wanting to go. I think I ultimately held him back a little bit, but because um, like I did have a little bit at the end and I, we put, I put a little distance on him at the end, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe if those first, maybe like miles two through four if had we had pushed a little bit maybe he would have been able to like overall squeeze out a couple more seconds but i don't know if it was it was um it was a lot of fun a lot of fun overall um yeah remy said my buddy chip was one of those people right behind you he came to race (laughs) i know there was there was people serious they people wore their their there was like people rep came to represent they wore their they wore their singlets. They wore their high school singlets. They wore their college singlets. You know, the women were running in their race kit. You know, men were running in their like one inch split shorts. Like people came, um, and so it was super fun to watch. And then there was just a lot of, um, yeah, there was just a lot of uh, great spectator support. Remy says Greater Boston Track Club rips it at that race. Yeah, there was they had a strong showing. I, everywhere every time I looked up, there was another GBTC. So that was cool. Leona said, did you see Molly run past you? She did not run past me. I beat her. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. That was my, that was my, one of my goals was like, how far, how fast do I need to run or how slow do I need to run so that I can get in the finish line photo with Molly Seidel? Like, that was my goal, like trying to do that math. I wasn't sure. I, did, I didn't quite work it out. Uh, but Garrett says, you know, famous last words, let's go faster. I'm feeling good. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like Robbie, he's like, it's either going to work or I'm going to die. And I'm like, okay, you lead the way. So I follow, I did, I did follow him for a good, like two miles, maybe like miles, like four through six. I let him go a little bit. And motivation theory running says the dude running with the selfie stick. I always get the, are you recording this when I'm holding a GoPro on a selfie stick recording? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there were people that like, once we like cross the finish line there were some people like oh man this is gonna be awesome i saw you in the race you know that looks like you were having fun and i'm like oh thanks i was like watch it on youtube tomorrow look up following the road race you'll probably find it and then other people were like did you run with that the whole time and i'm like what did you think i found it in the bushes and then like i don't know what people think but yeah so that was fun all right sorry sorry thank you for indulging me on a really long um on a really long rant um, Jeff Elliott says, convince Robbie to slow down for the whole race and then I'll kick him at the end. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I did. But, I, you know, I you know, I tried to get him to go. I tried to get him to go at the end because, like, I knew that there were two hills, a, a, a medium-sized one and then a, a, a little bit of a rest, and then it got bigger. Um, and so then I was like, Robbie, two big hills and then let's go. And he was like, okay. And so we're coming up. We, you get downhill and you come up to the first of the two big hills and we're going and he's ahead of me the whole time on that first hill and then we're coming a little bit down getting ready for the next one and then as we got to the top i look back and he's a little bit further back now and i was like it's time to go now bobby let's go and so and i kept calling him bobby it just slipped out but uh i hope he doesn't get offended by being called bobby versus robbie but i was like let's go now and so I was like, so and then after, at that point, I just took off. And so, yeah. Uh, Daniel M says, have you ever accidentally whacked someone with a selfie stick? No, but 
in the Chicago Marathon 2018, I think, I was running a turn and I had the selfie stick just up in, I was running like this with the selfie stick up in the air to get, and I was pointing downward because I wanted to get like the crowd as it turned. And so I was just running and then a guy bumped into me and he got really mad that I was in the way of his tangent running. And I'm like, there was three people deep to my inside to really run the tangent. So like this guy just like ran into me and he got really mad at me about it. He's like, some of us are trying to run. I'm like, I'm pretty sure, sir, all of us are trying to run here. Um, I did beat him later, but that's not the important thing. I mean, it is kind of. <laughs> all right. Ray Solar says, no less two's coming today and the Max Road 5 tomorrow. Can't stop buying shoes. What's the cure? Um, there's There's no cure. Just keep running more. That's the cure. It's only too many shoes if you're not running more. But if you're running more, it's an appropriate amount of shoes. So that's the cure, you know. It doesn't stop you from buying the shoes, but it makes it so it doesn't look like a problem. So that's what I would say. That's what I, would say. Well, I hope you do enjoy the Nova Blast too. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. All right. Um, let's, get, let's get to um, another question. All right. What number am I on? Uh, I'm on number four. All right. Yeah, some of these are like older historic ones, but I think that they're fun. Um, all right. So we talked about 1975, um, how uh, shorter won. But in 1974, Bill Rogers won, if I've got the dates correct. And he won by over a minute. What was the prize for winning? In 1974. So if you won the Falmouth Road Race in 1974, um, what did you win? Any guesses? <laughs> Smith Gr213 says it's only too many shoes if you're if you're running more. Um, Going to try to sell this to my wife. If you're not running more, it's not too many shoes if you are running a lot. You know. Um, Ronald Ray thinks it was beer. That's a good, that's a really good guess because I think the race started out as like a point to point from like one bar to another. I think there's like a bridge, like a draw, it used to be a drawbridge. I don't think it is anymore, but there's a little bridge. Um, and then it goes from there to like a bar. I think for the first race, everyone like was inside of a bar and waiting in there and it was raining. And then all of a sudden they just opened the door and like someone shot a gun in the air and I was like, go. Um, and then it ends at a different bar, um, which is my kind of race history, you know? Um, Martha thinks it was a big fish. A very, very good guess, you know, because it's all, it's all it's in Cape Cod area. JC thinks it was $1. Garrett Meek says it was a bottle of whiskey, which I think is also a really good guess. Daniel M says cigarette sponsorship. <laughs> also a very good guess for that time. Kyle thinks crab. Yeah, there we go. Um, Suzanne thinks a donut. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Vincent says $100. Do Hickey says a pack of Marlboros and a beer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like a Schlafly's or something. Mark says a pair of Alpha Flies. Frank says socks tickets. I think that would, that would have probably been a pretty good one, a good prize. Um, let's see. Super Small thinks it's a car. No, no. But a car comes into this story. Uh, Ter Perry Fallon says a pair of high heel shoes and flares and a Team Ranks album. Oh, man. The prize was a blender. So Frank, uh, Bill Rogers in 1974 won the Falmouth Road Race, and he won a blender. That was his prize. But on the same day, his car got towed. 
I don't know where he parked, but his car got towed. So like he had a blender, but no car. I mean, I'm sure he was able to get it eventually, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's amazing. Uh, now I think the race, the prize money is pretty good. It's pretty decent. I mean, it's not like world majors marathon, like prize money, but, um, I think it's big enough that it draws a lot of people. That's how it draws such a good, um, elite field. Um, Chandler Rodriguez says, Co, did ASICs say there are more colorways coming for the Metaspeed Sky? Yes. And if you watch the video, there's a point where I'm filming some other ASICs people's feet. And there is a one that is like, like a, the way I would call it is like, like sunset orange. So the ones that I have are like red, like red and black. There's one that's like, um, like the FF turbo creamish color of that. And then it's got like, like super bright yellow and then like uh like cream creamsicle orange on it it looks like it's a thicker stack height of metaspeed sky but um they were like no it's just because the col the colors of it it's hard to tell like where the stack height ends so like um it just looks like it's super tall so that's that's coming i think in the fall fall soon soon so i saw two of them the women's version of it looks slightly different um than the men's but it's of the of a very very similar palette. All right, um, Brian E says, "Did you like that ASIC single better than Aeroswift?" It's really close. That new single, and people have been asking me about it. It's really really good. It's seventy. The retail price will be seventy bucks. I think it's called Breathe or Breath. I don't remember which one it is. I have a picture of the the tag somewhere. Um, but I I, I looked it up. I looked at like the product number and I also looked up the product name on the ASICs website. It's not there yet. So I don't know. I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's really, really good. It fits very snug. So if you're in between, you know, um, I would probably like I'm sometimes a small and sometimes a medium and usually like for a, a racing singlet, I like a small. This time I had a medium and it worked for me. So like if you're between two, I would go um, cause they were like, maybe you want to try a large. I'm like, I'm not going to need to try a large, but the medium was just as snug as I like it. But you know, it's one of those fabrics where you want it to be a little bit tight. So it's not flapping in the wind, but also sometimes if it's too snug and doesn't breathe well, when it gets wet, it just sticks to you and it just feels like the opposite of cooling. And so like this, it just, it was just right, just right. So it was really, really good. Um, yeah. Runner J says, I was, I won a tennis tournament once. And because I was thinking about playing in college, I can only accept the gift prizes, which was a digital picture frame. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That happened in a lot of the pop-up races that Nike put on last summer. It was like, if you have any question about your athletic eligibility, you should not take the cash money or the gift cards. If you're for winning, you know? Um, yeah. And then Martha says, I want a great backpack, a high quality backpack for a winning age group in a race once in San Francisco and I still use it. Really cool, really cool. Um, Daniel M says, the A6 singlets look like the cut is similar to Jonji's. It is, but this the Jonji one didn't quite fit me really well and that material got a little bit clammy. I think it needs some holes in it. This one fits me wonderfully and um, the ventilation is really, really great. So that I would say like, if you guys see it, definitely get it, definitely get it. Um, and is the A6 singlet familiar, sim similar fabric to the Nike Soar line? I'm not familiar with the Soar line, so I can't 
I can't comment on that. But like as soon as I put it on, I was like, ooh, this is like this is like a um Aeroswift. It was the first thing that came to mind. So definitely. Very very, very definitely comparable. Um all right. Let's get to question number what are we on? Number five? Let's get to question number five. Alright. Um and hopefully I'm right on this one. I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. So we talked about Frank Shorter, we talked about Bill Rogers. Now let's talk about Joan. She is a Falmouth regular. How many times has she won the race? How many times has Joan Benoit Samuelson run? Oops, I have a typo in there. She's a Falmouth regular. There we go. Fix that spelling. Falmouth regular. How many times has she won? All right, I can just guess a number. Martha says 12. Spicy Press will also come in with 12. JC with 7. Vincent coming in with 10. Mm. Let's see. Carrie Smith with 15. Sue with 3. Runner Dre 8. Frank with 6. Luce with 5. Slint Tai 15. That's a lot of wins. The correct Kyle Patton with 1492. Uh, Frank was the first one coming in with the right answer. Six times. He's won six. And the first time, she's won six times. And the first time she won, she won as a teenager. So she was in her teens when she won. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, Gary Meeks says, one, are we doing prices right rules? We're always doing prices right rules. <laughs> uh, although I don't, I guess I don't always, because I, I take um, close even if it's over. So I guess I don't always do prices right rules. All right, let's do one more for the bonus today. Here's the bonus. Um, we talked about Molly Seidel and whether or not she passed me. But let's talk about – so for those of you who don't know, so Molly Seidel for this race was – she um, was the uh, starter. So she did the the horn for uh, starting off the the wheelchair race, the elite women, and I believe the elite men too. Um, and then after that, after she like, you know – blew the air horn is that the right word um then she uh got all the way into the back of the pack and was going to be the last one to start also with her were uh her sister isabel seidel and dana giordano dana geo on uh instagram and, and i think on instagram and twitter they were basically her fullbacks blocking her away making sure that she had room to run and their goal for her was uh that she was going to raise money for charity for a charity called Tommy's Place. And uh, for every runner she passed, she was gonna be able to raise $1. So the question is, how many runners did Molly Seidel pass? And for reference, I was not one of those runners. Um, I was That was one of my goals is to not get passed by Molly Seidel. Number two, my hope was as a finisher that if it was close, then I could hopefully get some footage of her crossing the finish line. I didn't though, I didn't. Um, I think if I would have stayed, I would have had to have stayed a couple more minutes. I, I lingered at the finish and they weren't rushing us off by any means. So like I maybe could have figured it out, but I'd already stayed for a while because we were, I was wanted to collect. I knew like I, I ran with Robbie and then I knew Jarrett was right behind and I knew Thomas was behind. So I wanted to kind of collect those guys and then I'll like kind of leave together. Uh, so I'd already been there for a little bit. Um, but how many, and then as we were walking around and heading to kind of like that, uh, the post-race area, 
Um, then I heard the announcer like, and Molly Seidel coming down the final shoot, you know? And so like, I was like, oh man, I missed it. And I was really far from the finish line area. So I just missed it. But how many runners did she pass? Um, yeah, Frank said I deprived the charity by not letting her pass me. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Um, Smithger 213. I don't know if that's right. It says 4,761. Um, that is exactly the right answer. Oh, wow. First one. Jeff Elliott says she raised 9K by resting over 5,500 runners. That's right. Um, Daniel says, I'm reporting you to Marathon Investigations. Molly definitely passed you. No, she didn't. She didn't. You can look at, you can look at my, um, you, you can look at my times. I started at, I think I crossed the start line at 9.08 and I was at 47.47. So we have to finish up, figure out what her like finishing time was. Um, yeah, let's see who else had some, had some guesses in here. Uh, yeah, Jeff Lee says Molly's sister is legitimately fast, like sub five minute mile or fast. Yeah, well, she won the influencer mile that race back in New York with Chris Chavez versus Malcolm Gladwell. She won the race. So, like, I did reach out to her, like, right after the race on Instagram and try to be like, would you want to be uh, interviewed? And she just hasn't responded to that, which makes complete sense. But, um, you know, I feel like I, that's like something that needs to be discussed a little bit more. Um, how she seems to be like the unsung hero that's behind a lot of really great running events. <laughs> um, yeah. So then Ty said 41.50. Carrie Smith said 7.58. Remy thought she only raised 500 bucks. No way. No way. So, um, the story about that is, um, Oh, Fernando Herrera with a super chat says, just wishing you and everyone a good day. Thanks so much, Fernando. That's awesome. Good to see you here today. Um, and uh, Daniel said, did anyone check Coast stack height after the race? He beat an Olympian. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No one checked. No one checked my shoes, nor did I get drug tested. Just so, just so we know. Just so you know. Um, yeah, Aaron. Aaron Bendek said the race directors matched donation and then another company matched that. So she ended up raising about 19 K. Yeah. So here's how it went down. Um, she was able to raise a dollar per runner passed. Then um, the race organizers doubled it. So it went from like 47 to like nine K. And then Tommy, the founder of Tommy's place matched whatever she um, was going to do. So it became like a, a four not a four four x multiplier totally so like um it was i mean that's amazing to to raise that kind of money and for for going out for a, a quick run for her so um yeah it was it was really super cool thomasville wants to know who ate the most bagels yeah they had lots of bagels for us there they had bagels and bananas and coffee and multiple types of milk and not milks and um i only had one if I, you know, like I don't get to eat a lot of East Coast bagels anymore, so I really wanted to eat the entire box of the bagels, but I was like, you know, I need to, I need to run. So I only ate one. I don't know if anyone ate more than one, to be honest. I, I wasn't watching. Um. Oh, Martha says Mike still wished to know what funny remarks Molly made that you were laughing about. The audio made it harder to understand. Yeah, sorry about that. I will see if I can get that fixed. But, um, the guy that interviewed Molly before the race. Um, clearly it was like a fan and did some homework because it wasn't like the normal, like stuff that like someone that's doing research online, like a, like a regular reporter would do. So like the things that 
like he asked her about was uh, her hydration strategy because she had posted on Instagram like a couple days after her marathon bronze that like, just so you know, like don't think that like, you know, pro marathoners have it all figured out. This is what I was searching like the night before the Tokyo marathon. And it was, she screenshotted um, a runner's world article of like how to, uh, how to hydrate for your first marathon. So like that was the thing. And so he had asked her about that and she was just saying that, um, you know, I'd looked at it, but ultimately I decided to stay with the plan that we had come with and it ended up working out really well. And then he was like, at what point does, um, was like breaking open a bag of ice on yourself, a part of the hydration plan. Um, and she was joking that like, cause her, I think it was her sister was the first one or maybe it was Dana Giordano. I don't remember one of those two, I think it was one of the first ones that like on the NBC uh, feed for the uh, marathon, they had brought a whole bunch of high speed cameras. So like throughout they had lots of like slow motion clips, which I appreciated because it was like, you got to see the shoes in slow motion. You got to see the athletes in slow motion. And one of them was her like ripping open a bag of ice. Um, and um, the way that her friends had kind of like repackaged that for Instagram stories was that they made it very sensual. <laughs> and so uh, th- I think that that's kind of what that part was referring to. So she was, she was joking about that. She was a very good sport about it. It's pretty funny. Ah, that was a good race. It was a good race. Just such a great day. Just such a great day. All right. Um, I think, uh, that is going to be, I think that's probably a good place to leave it for today, guys. We've got through the trivia for today. Um, and, uh, we're almost at an hour for a day. So thanks everyone for tuning back in, uh, after some of the weird scheduling for the live stream the past couple of days, but I had a great time catching up with you guys today and telling you all about, uh, the fun from the weekend. As far as like future stuff with ASICs though, you know, I'm hoping, um, you know, that they will, I'm hoping not only they, but I'm hoping they and other, oh, I'm losing, I'm about to lose the camera here. I'm hoping that they and also other um, brands um, start to like better utilize some of their potential assets, like the, the races that they're title sponsors for and just other things like this. Um, and then, you know, invite me to go do them. That's kind of, that's, that's my hope. Um, and so already, like, there was talk about some future projects that we can uh, work on together. So, like, I'm, I'm hoping that, like, this is the start of some more fun adventures that I get to bring you guys along for. So um, if you liked seeing it, make sure you're commenting something on it, you know, so that way the people at ASICs see it. Because um, uh, then if they're seeing that there's really good, like, community response for it, I think that'll make it easier for them to make sure that they include me for the next one or maybe even give me some input on what the next one should be kind of thing. Not that they'll let me drive, but like, you know, make it more of like a, yeah, what do you want to do kind of thing. So, you know, that's what I'm hoping for. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I had such a good time. All right, tomorrow, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a video for tomorrow. I may or may not run in some new shoes. I got the Rebel version twos here. Not sure if I'm going to go for a run in today. I'm feeling really kind of just wiped out from the weekend because uh, it was a, a lot of stuff and traveling always makes me tired. So I don't want to go for like a recovery run for my first run in the Rebel version twos, but I also really want to run in them. So we'll see. Uh, I'm probably going to eat something real quick and then try to go for a run for today. It's been a weird day for me, but um, yeah, so that's my plans. Maybe we'll have a video tomorrow. Maybe we won't, but we will do another live stream. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I'll see you then. And in the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.